We're back for our second hour here. Stokely and Nate, Zach's out, out today. He's attending to some other business. When you hear the song, like, do you ever hear the song Not Here? Like, are you oh, yeah. in, your, in your ear and you're like, oh, oh yeah. man, what happens? Are you like, like I got to be at work? Yeah. Um, and I just start driving into work. You know, it's just <laughs> like, a, um, I, yeah, I, I have it on a playlist, you okay. know, so. Did y'all, um, like, collaborate on this song? Like, were you like, let's. Did you talk about it? No, no. This is this is Zach. This is just me. Oh, this was you. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know who, because sometimes the way Zach the, sings sometimes it, it's the like, boss just makes an executive. Sometimes the boss just makes an executive decision. I right. And just and that's what happened here. I just I just told him like here's that, what we're that doing. song actually was pre Zach. Okay. That this was um, a song and it came about by uh, I just love Nathaniel Ratliff. And the night sweats, yeah. right? Love, love them. I love their music. It gets me fired up. And so, you know, I'd been doing radio. I don't know for a year or so. And I'm like, I, we need to get a new opening song, mm. right? I, I want something different, like something that gets you going a little bit. And I love that beat. And I think it was me and CJ who we will be joining us here yeah. right at the uh, right after. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, and I just was like, hey. I forgot who uh, was doing our board and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's start the show off with this Love it. song." And so that's kind of just how it happened, and it's just stuck. And so, well, I know, like, if you're a listener uh, to this station and you hear that song, you think Stokely and Zach. That's it forever. I love it. I, I do love too. It. Um, all right, all right. So I'm glad you glad you explained that to me. Yeah. I'm happy to know that was your your song. Yes. Um, okay. Denver Broncos season's upon us. What are the top five things you're excited about? this Broncos season. And before you get into your top five, I'm going to put another top five idea in your oh. head. I'm going to plant this seed okay. for later because you are you are such a wealth of experience and knowledge. You played for, on you, a man. lot of teams with a lot of great players. And I want to know the top five wide receivers you ever played with. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I think I can name three. Do you want to know right now? Can you do that easy? Like, no, let's, that, let's put that on the back yeah. and just think about that yeah, for a second. Because I, 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 I think I know three of your five. But I don't know two of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, Yeah, I got to think about that for a second. Because I, I don't want to leave any, you know, I don't like to rush that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to leave anybody off and like, oh, you forgot about Marvin Harrison. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah, he's in your top five. Well, yeah. 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 Um, he's but, probably number but one. But I mean, I was, I was, um, I mean, I played on what, five teams or something like that? I can't even remember how many teams. But like there, it's like one year here, one year there. Right. Um, so. Yeah, let me let me hit the Broncos here. Yeah, yeah, because I'm excited Broncos. about this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, talk I, like, about this, it. this is this is a fun segment, right? What are we excited about with the Denver Broncos? I'm like, all right, sweet. Um, there's a lot of things when you start looking at it that you can be excited about here. And I, I don't know if I if I did this exercise the right way, like the way that you wanted it done, but we'll see. There's no wrong way. Okay, all right. Well, good, good. Like my first one is, uh, and I'm gonna start at the. From five down to the one, let's to do number that. one. Let's okay? do that. We're going to do a countdown. At number five, Nate, and give me pushback if you think, uh, like, if, if I'm missing the beat here or if I leave something off that maybe, you know, that you think I should have said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Sertan. Mm. How could you not be excited about the third-year all-pro cornerback? Like, can he continue to evolve and make that step and take those steps to be, you know, the top cornerback in the NFL? Right, I mean, some people have him at number one. So, you know, he's top three, top four, probably by if you ask anyone. Um, but can he be that guy that is consistently thought of as the best cornerback in the NFL? Like, you know, 
Darrell Revis, you know, those types of guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about watching them continue to evolve as one of the best cornerbacks in the game. It's funny with Pastor Tan, he's just so good, you forget. Like, you, it's something that you're not, like, watching for because it's this, this assumption that he's just so awesome. Like, when you have a corner who's that good, I remember playing with Champ Bailey, you just, you, you, you can forget about that he's there because they just, the action doesn't go there. Right. He's not a big talker. He doesn't want attention. He's just doing his job at such a high level that you sort of forget they're there. Yeah. You know, and uh, great to have great to have someone like Pastor Tan who's just so good you forget that he's there. That, yes, it is. And you know who it's great for? Yeah. Vance Joseph. Mm. Right? I mean, it frees up the rest of your defense to be able to do so many different things when you have a lockdown, shutdown type of cornerback. Right? Yeah. So, all right, that's number five. Number four, can this defense remain the strength of the football team? Mm. All right, it's it's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Got a new defensive coordinator, uh, Vance Joseph, coming back. And I had my doubts early in this process. I've been more encouraged throughout the preseason, but now they got to go out there and play four quarters of football and do it, right? which we haven't seen, obviously. Can they stop the run, those types of things. But I'm excited about watching this defense, and I'm more optimistic about it now than what I was three, four months ago. Um, and let's see if it can still remain the team's strength. Do you think it can? That would assume the offense improves a lot, too, because the offense was so bad last year, last in the league in points. I mean, there was a, they, they led the league in a lot of bad stats. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this. I mean, what would you prefer the strength I'm, of the football team to be? I want I, I want a balance, but I'd, I'd rather have the offense be the strength, personally. But more I, fun. Yeah, exactly. More fun watching football. We want to see touchdowns, yeah. don't we? Yes, I mean, just, that would be fun. Let's score some touchdowns, We man. like fun. Let's you put like some fun? points on the board. Yes. Scoring points I is fun. It, right. Let's do Let's that. That's crowd kinda, excited. I, I think I'd prefer the offense to be the strength also. Yeah. I, I, I like watching, you know, great offense. Yeah. Who doesn't? But defense wins championships, that's okay. man. That's, that's, I, I think that's. Do you that's, think that's true? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't I, think that's I agree true. with that. Dude. I, 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 I don't know. I want to go back and look at like the last twenty Super Bowl winners. Yeah, but, is the Chiefs um, have an awesome defense last right. year? No. Um, I mean, obviously, you need a, a good defense, but yeah. it's and it's harder to sustain that. Like if you look at the history of Super Bowl winners with like great defenses, it's all like one and done. Yeah. Obviously, the Denver Broncos in fifteen. You think about the Buccaneers. You think about the my Ravens team. Like teams like that, I'm probably missing a couple of them, but they're mo- they're one and dones. You know, it's not like there's no sustainability uh, there. It's harder to sustain anyway. Um, but that's four. Three is Javante Williams. Mm. I want to see if he can get back to form. You know, what he looks like. That's um, That, to me, is a, a big storyline this, this season. But, you know, and, and I'm reacting to the, the things that I'm excited about seeing this year yeah. um, for the Denver Broncos. And... And Javante is three. I'm excited about Javante. Are you excited about Javante? I am. am. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, um, he just had an ACL. Yes, he's looked good so far. Are you going to put him on a pitch count, snap count? How are you going to? You have to, right? Absolutely. Plus, you got capable backs with him in that backfield, right? Right. That's why you signed P. Ryan. And that's why the the emergence of Jaleel McLaughlin. Are you excited about him? Super duper, man. Me too. Me too. What are we going to do with him? I know. How many touches per game? That's that's exciting. The mad genius of Sean Payton. How is he going to use Jaleel McLaughlin? Darren Sproles-esque. Oh, right? Reggie Bush-esque. And he likes to feed the beast on his team. Darren Sproles broke a record. Jimmy Graham broke a record. 
Michael, T- they all play different positions. That's right. You find the guy who is the best on your team at toting the rock, you get him that rock. I love it. Number two, can Russ bounce back? Right? I mean, that's Huge pretty much mark. the storyline of, of the season or one of the top storylines of the season. But can Russ bounce back, man, and, and play like Russ of three, four years ago? Uh, very intriguing um, storyline. But I, I'm excited about hopefully seeing Russ have a, a, a good, solid year, a bounce-back year. Me too, man. And too much was put on him last year. Too much was put on his shoulders. Nathaniel Hackett said, hey, man, wh- whatever happens with us, it's you. It's all on you. You're the man. You're the reason why we're going to win or lose. You are the the air in my lungs. You're the wind beneath my wings. You're everything oh. I ever wanted to be in a man, and I see it in you, Russell. You know, that was, Is that a song? No, but it should have been. Oh. I, mean, they made, I thought you were doing like uh, the wind beneath well, yeah, my wings. Yeah, Ben Midler. Yes. It's a beautiful song. It is. There's I some thought songs that's what you were like, singing. Well, maybe we can find, get that going later. Maybe. But I feel like. They they unrolled the red carpet way. Like, yeah, it was it was much. a complete disaster. Too much. Complete like, disaster. Like, that didn't happen with Peyton when he came here. No, Peyton came in here like I got to work. Yeah, I just like, want to work. Um, let's put this thing together. It, it, obviously, um, you know that's that's part of the the negative and the downside of having a a young coach, yeah. head coach that's never done it before. Number one, you ready? Yeah, drum roll, please. Sean Payton. Hey! I can't wait to see Sean Payton. I like I've been screaming, get us a coach that has coached before. Get us an experienced coach. Get us a winner. That means a lot. I want to see the Sean Payton effect on this football team, on this offense, on Russell, all these things. So I'm excited about seeing Sean Payton be the head football coach of the Denver Broncos, Nate. Those are some those are some exciting points, man. Thank and, you. And I, and I actually doubled you up uh, with some of those. Russell Wilson's resurgence, Sean Payton. Um, to me, the defense is going to look similar, and, I, and I'm not as as interested in that as I am in the offense and okay. how and how things are going to play out in the uh, offensively. How what's Cortland Sutton going to? He's the number one now, in my opinion. Jerry Judy's going to be hurt for however many weeks. Is he going to be? 100% when he comes back. I think Cortland Sutton's got to take a huge leap, and I think he has the opportunity to do that with a whole new coaching staff, a guy who wants to use his skills. What's Cortland Sutton going to do this year? Also, I like that one. Yeah, also Greg Dulcich. I think it's a really important position to this offense. The the the, the stress they're going to put on the running game, um, the imperative they're putting on their running game, the tight end to me is the fulcrum between the running you game and the passing game. You just used a lot game. of big words right there in that last sentence. Really? Yeah. You, and you, I, I was, yeah, but the, and then you used one right before that too that I was going to say something. Like, I was going to give. Uh, I gave you, you a which pass, one and then it? you went to fulcrum. Fulcrum, dude. It's like you know what the fulcrum is, right? Spell it. F U L. Okay. C R U M. Okay. Fulcrum. It's like the point where like a seesaw hang, you know, balances on. It's the fulcrum. Like, okay. Yeah. For a lever or whatever. Okay. The tight end is that guy between the running game and the passing yeah, game. You got to be able to sense. go back and toggle the hinge, maybe. That's right. Between the running game and the passing game. If Greg Dulcich can't be, you know, a dynamic player, and to me, he's got to learn to run block as well. But if he can, sky's the limit for that dude. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, looking forward to it. Yeah, man, looking forward to I it. I like that Cortland and and Dulcich. I, I like those two. Good storylines. Well, one of the ones that we doubled up on Russell Wilson is he going to have a bounce back season? A lot of that's going to depend on. How coachable Russell is. Um, is he gonna is he gonna take the play that's in front of him that's been drawn up, that's been game planned for, that Sean Payton saw on film and set him up on a platter for, or is he gonna try the moon ball downfield? 
Will Russell Wilson be coachable? That's next. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Sure, sure, Russell Wilson is a very accomplished football player. Nine Pro Bowls, Super Bowl, went to another Super Bowl, fastest quarterback in the history of the game to 100 wins. But is he coachable? Is he coachable with a new coach in a new system in a new city a year after things went haywire? Um, Before we get into some sound from Booger McFarlane on this topic. How important do you think it is for a quarterback to be coachable from the coach? Uh, Let me rephrase that. How much of a quarterback's instinct should stay intact versus the coaching? Like, is it a 50-50 thing? Like, do you do everything the coach tells you to do? Or do you have to rely sometimes on your instinct as a quarterback? Well, yeah, I think you have to be able to, you know, play the game and not overthink things. And it depends on what kind of quarterback you are. Like if you're a mobile quarterback that uses their legs to make a lot of plays, well, I want you to have that freedom as a coach to be able to do that. Like sometimes you got to play within the system, but sometimes you be you, right? Go make a play. And I think that's important. But a guy like Peyton Manning, he's going to play more within the structure of the play, play in and play out, right? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Peyton, if, even if he wanted to take off for that first down that's 14 yards away, he's not going to get there. So why try? Right. You know so, what I mean? Dish so the ball. He's playing within the system more. Right. right? And so I, I think to, to your question there. Um, Depends what kind of player you are. There you go. Well, um, this is a hot topic in the NFL right now. Nobody really knows what it's going to look like. Will Russell Wilson allow Sean Payton to coach him up? Here's Booger McFarlane. If Russell will listen to Sean and Russell will follow what Sean says, Russell can become a, a better quarterback. I just don't know if Russell can do, like, innately, can he do the things that Sean Payton wants to do? And here's what I mean by that. The Sean Payton offense is all about rhythm and timing and getting the ball out. One, two, three, ball out. One, two, three, four, five, ball out. Russell has never really played that way. Russell's best plays have been drop back, the improv plays, throw the football deep down the field. He's been one of the better deep ball throwers in our league. And that's kind of been his game. Well, that's been anything but what Sean Payton has had. When you go back to New Orleans, Drew Brees. Always a rhythm and timing quarterback. Even when Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, when they all came in, Sean Payton had success with any quarterback because that quarterback understood what Sean wanted from an offensive standpoint. Will Russell allow himself to be coached? Will he allow himself to listen? He said a lot there. Yeah. Um, What what jumped out to you? Well, I I think, you know, going back to – you know, that last point, uh, will Russell allow himself to be coached? Yes. Yes, of course he will. I, I think Russell doesn't have any problems with being coached hard by Sean Payton. I think, if anything, last year really made him take a step back and say, okay, I want to play better. I need to play better. And, and I'm open and receptive to whatever needs to happen for me to do that. You know, he went to bat for Sean Payton. He wanted Sean Payton to get this job, right? And so... Like, how could you not be open to, to being coached? Uh, so I, I don't think that's a problem at all. 
That, so that's kind of where I'll start. I, I don't think that's going to be an issue where Russ is giving Sean Payton some kind of pushback. Do you? No. No, I don't. Um, he respects him clearly. He was, well, um, Latavius Murray was texting Sean Payton a couple days before Christmas and saying, we need you here. And he said, "We everyone in the backfield wants you here. And he, he said, who are you talking about? He said, number three. So they were talking about that in the middle of the season. Yeah. How they needed a guy in here to kind of hold them accountable. And they, and they weren't getting that with Hackett. Now, whether or not Hackett's going to have success as an offensive coordinator in, in New York, who knows? It's a different, different situation there. Wasn't able to put it together or get through to Russell, at least, in this offense. Um, he, Booger said something interesting about the quarterbacks that he had success, Sean Payton had success with in New Orleans. He mentioned, you know, James Winston and Drew Brees and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but he also m- mentioned, uh, what's his face, the, uh, the running guy? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He dialed up runs for Taysom Hill. Like he didn't, he wasn't asking him to be Drew Brees, was he? No. So he was working with the skill set of his quarterback, right? And don't, wouldn't you assume he's going to do that with with Russell? Yes, I hope so, uh, because uh, I would have my doubts on what it's going to look like if he doesn't. Because Booger's right. Russell Wilson isn't that you know one two three get rid of the football in rhythm on time quarterback consistently. That's not who he is. He, we we tried to do that last year. Yep. And then Nathaniel Hackett offense, right? Um, so that, but that's not his strength. But don't we have to do that? To be well, you a, have to do some of it. Offense? Yeah, you have to do. And some of it. And as a receiver, it. aren't you frustrated if you can't do the simple stuff, the three step drop and run a hitch or or run a slant and have it right there on time? Like, yes, aren't you going to get pissed off? Of course. But I think overall, like Russell can do it. I mean, come on, like you know, what do we? He can do it, but that's not his strength, right? And. Um, so I think Sean Payton overall will look at it, just like you said, with a guy like Taysom Hill. What did he do? Uh, he, had, he had a little bit different offense with Taysom, right? He didn't try to make him that type of quarterback. So I, th- I think with, with Russell, you have to you know have some things in there to help him, but hopefully make things easier with his reads and his progression. And because last year it was a disaster. His footwork was bad. You know, he... He was bailing out of the pocket too early. Uh, just everything was was really bad. So hopefully the coaching from Sean Payton, the offense from Sean Payton, helps that stuff out. He can do it. It's just not his strength. It's not what you want to do uh, consistently offensively is have Russ, you know, do the one, two, three, get rid of the football. One, two, three, four, five. You look here. That, that's not open. That's You're going from left to right, you know, on the field and going through your reads and progressions. That's just not Russ, Russ's strengths. Isn't that going to be a problem, man? Could be. Because wouldn't teams know that? Just, you know, play a soft coverage and, and, and say, oh, you can't do this thing. Well, I think, um, you know, that's that why you got to run the football. You. Yeah. That's why you got to run the football. Yeah. You know, you, they have to have the threat of the run. You look at Russ's best years are probably when Seattle ran the football well. Oh, yeah, they were. But Russ still can play the quarterback position. But he needs help. Right? Yeah. He needs help. And I, I'm thinking, well, okay, so there's an interesting stat. Patrick Mahomes from 2018 to 21, 21, those four seasons, uh, had 34 touchdowns in which he threw the ball over 25 yards in the air. He was number one in the league, okay, in those four seasons. Last year, he only had one. One touchdown that he threw 25 yards or more in the air. And he was 26th in the league. It's a quick pass game now. Everybody's doing the quick passes because the coverages are soft. You know, and obviously you have to run the football as well. Right. But you look at the best quarterbacks in the league right now. These guys are, are dialing in the quick passes. You look what the 49ers are doing with their running game, but it's also a lot of quick passes. Get the ball to Debo really quick. Let him run with it. 
don't you want to get it to your playmakers and let them run with it? And doesn't that take away from their ability as playmakers if you can't do the quick passes? Well, you you want to? Do you have the players to to do it? Also, you know, is that what is that what we have here? Do we have those types of guys? I mean, we don't have Debo Samuel. No. We don't have Christian McCaffrey. We got Jerry Judy. We baby. don't have George Kittle. You know, Jerry McLaughlin. You know, Jerry Judy. I hope so. I hope he turns it. Jerry Judy could be that type of guy, right? Um, Cortland Sutton's really not that type of guy um, right now. We didn't see it from him last year, but uh, hopefully, you look and Greg Dolchitz could be that type of guy. But they got to go out there and do it, you know. And that's that's the bottom line. So I, I think with Russ and Sean, hopefully Sean can kind of tailor that offense to what Russ does best. Yeah, he has to have a little freedom though. And I think Sean has talked about that and said that, and he likes, you know, off-schedule plays. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, but when the on-schedule plays are there, you have to be able to hit them. Yes. You know, that's the issue, and that was the biggest issue with Russ last year. And you and you risk losing your teammates when you don't hit those obvious open passes that are supposed to be scheduled, right? I mean, you know, and especially when you have a temperamental receiver who uh, gets down and gets emotional. You don't hit him on an open route early in the game, you might lose him the rest of the game, and that's what we've got to avoid. So, um, yes, Russell Wilson will be able to take coaching from Sean Payton, but what is Denver's plan for the passing game? They only have three healthy wide receivers Uh-oh. on the 53-man roster right now. What's going on with the wide receivers? That's next. Quickly, things change, especially on a football team. You think back a couple months ago and well, just a month ago, how deep the Denver Broncos wide receiver room was. Who's going to make this team? It's the highest paid wide receiver room in the league, $44 million. How are they going to find playing time for all these guys? Who's going to be the third receiver? And where's Tim Patrick going to fit now coming back? Every single one of these 12 dudes could, could make the team. Yeah. And here we are, a month later, a week away from Raiders coming into town, and we only have three, count them, three healthy wide receivers on the roster. That's Corlin Sutton. That's Marvin Mims Jr., the Broncos' first pick in the draft that they moved up to get. And that's Brandon Johnson, uh, a relatively inexperienced young receiver who did, though, catch Russell Wilson's 300th career touchdown pass. Fun fact. Uh, but Jerry Judy being hurt and not going to be ready for the week one, how's this going to work, Brandon? I mean, are they going to bring up another guy for the practice squad before the game? Not ideal, obviously, right? When you look at the situation of you got a rookie. Yeah. Um, you have a another guy that's basically a rookie, Brandon Johnson. I mean, he's he hasn't played that much, played a little bit last year, right? Um, he'd been banged up. He finally got back last week. And played in that last preseason game, uh, but uh, look, it's not ideal. Certainly, you, you're talking about Cortland Sutton, and then two guys that we really don't know what we're going to get from, in Mims and Brandon Johnson. So, Jerry Judy's importance is, is huge. I'm not ready to say he's not going to be around, though. Jerry Judy, you not, think he might be ready week one? Yes. Okay. I think he might. I think he could. Um, I'm not. I'm not predicting that. Yeah. Because obviously, he had a hamstring. You know, like a week ago, it yeah. felt like. 
He he just seems like the guy that um, when he gets injured, Gumby. I heard y'all yes, talking. Yes, yes. Yeah. Boing, he's right. bending back. Ah, nope, you're, I'm fine. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. his ankle got turned sideways, and it's like, oh my gosh, he's done for the year, and then yeah. he misses a week or two, and he's right. back. So obviously, hamstrings, soft tissue. You got to be careful. Yeah. With with these injuries, so may, maybe it's a couple weeks, but I'm not ready to say right now that. No, he won't be available week one. I'm still kind of holding out hope that he could be because of his body type. Um, but without him, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, how could you not be nervous about this group? Right? I mean, look at it. Yeah, Brandon. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm excited about Mims. Are you excited about his potential? I am. Uh, speed I guy. am, man. Um, there's a precedent for a player like that on your team to really go off and, and have a productive career and – you know, Russell had a guy like that in Seattle, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Um, Marvin Mims Jr. can return kicks. We need that. We need a dynamic kick return. Uh, he averaged 15 yards per punt return last year in college. That's pretty darn good. Not bad. But but he's a rookie. Yes. You know, so, like, how much can you really trust and count on him right away? It's, well, that's a hard thing to do, right? So, I mean, who? There were some productive rookie wide receivers last year in the league. Well, yeah, the, we see it all the time. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you know? Do you have any names from last year? Yeah, or just like yeah, Chris Olave? Okay, in, 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 with the Saints, he had a really yes. good year. Who else? Um, who else had a good year? Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson for the Jets. Good year. Neither of those guys are super big dudes, right? Um, who else? You got? I know you got some. Names. No, the, 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 those those are good. two, right? But you know what? Those two have in common what? that Marvin Mims doesn't have in common with them. A different quarterback. Yeah, that, that well, that that yeah, that's a good one, but that's not where I was going. They were first-round picks, right? This guy was a, a second-rounder. No, I, I get it. Yeah. And, and second-rounders can still, be, you know, be productive and have – but it's not like – it's it's a difference of, of like, okay, well, this guy's a top-ten pick compared to, you know, a third-round pick. Well, that, that guy probably has a higher likelihood of being successful, right? right. Yep. You can do it, certainly, but, you know, he's a second-round pick. So my expectations for him as a rookie in the coming here and have this great year. And now we're going to be counting on him, maybe – early in the season, depending on what goes on with Jerry Judy, to be a starter. Do you think he'll be a starter? Who do you think starts? Who do you think starts week one if Jerry Judy's out? I think it's Brandon Johnson. Okay. I I just think he's kind of profiles as a more complete receiver. If it's a a base set with two receivers out there, Brandon Johnson would be a guy who would probably be better in the running game, you know, be able to block a little bit better, uh, probably a little bit more can run all the routes type of thing, you know, can can get more probably into – Tough catches, like, I don't know. I, I see Brandon Johnson as probably a more kind of prototypical receiver for this offense. Gotcha. Um, and the other one to keep our eye on is is, is Lil Jordan. Mm. Lil J. <laughs> hey, baby uh, J. Um, because, you know, I think he's on the practice squad now. Yeah. And I'm expecting them to call him up and be on the active roster yep. for the for the first game. I don't know how. Well, it, what gives you that expectation? Just, just you watching him play, or you got birdies or something? Like, what, no, what? no birdies, no birdies for me. Um, it's just I, I, because of what's going on. How many? They only have three. Yeah, you can't play with just three. No. You can't go in a game with just three. No, you gotta what happens four. if one of them gets hurt? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you could put Dolchitz in the slot and try to do that, but that's not that's not what you want to do. No. So you know, let's not be that foolish. limits what you can do play calling wise. Yes, exactly, and so. Um, you're going to need one more receiver added to the roster. And if Judy can't go, now Judy can go, you're fine. You can, you can play with four. Yeah. You know, you'd like to probably have five, but you can, you can go with four. Um, 
And I think they, I think with the playing time that he got, little Jordan Humphreys, uh, that last preseason game, it showed that they, they wanted to see something from him, and he played well. Yeah. And now he's back on the practice squad. I just don't know the rule when it comes to vested players on the opening day roster. Because if you're on the opening day roster, now your salary is guaranteed for the year. Right. But when does that when does that start? When does is that like if you play in the first game or if you're on the roster on like next Monday? But if you if, but if they sign you on Tuesday, now you're good as a team. You don't have that contract's not guaranteed for the year. And that brings up an interesting question: like, what's more important for you as a team, trying to win this first game right. or trying to figure out the roster stuff and not pay this dude you know all year for that? Yeah, and I think. Well, I think you want. No, that's a great point. Obviously, it's to win the game. I don't think they're, you know, they're not. It's not. This isn't Jerry Judy we're talking about. This is little Jordan Humphrey. So, yeah. what's his impact going to yeah. be? Right. Uh, Any e- either way, I think that's also. But I don't think that they're they're cutting corners, you know. To but also at the same time, they don't want to be locked in right. to a salary that uh, with a guy that you know is a fourth or fifth wide receiver. Little Jordan, I also like him. I also like what I saw. You know, he profiles as a special teams player as well. He's a big dude, athletic dude, can cover kicks, can be on your kickoff return team on the front line, could be on the punt team, could be on the punt return team. This is a guy who could profile as a big four special teams player, so you'd get contribution from him as a number four receiver, and he'd be able to run some offensive plays if you need him. Um, I like that one a lot. We'll keep our eyes peeled for Lil Jordan and what they do in this wide receiver room. But on cutdown day a couple days ago, we learned a lot about Sean Payton and did we learn about who's actually making the decisions over there and the name his name is not George that's next Combs or something. <laughs> okay, Morgan. Ah, Morgan Whalen. Wow. Yeah, one of those. How do you pronounce it? Morgan Wallen? Is the way I say it. I don't know. Well, it ain't Nickelback, but it's pretty good. Right. Yeah, definitely not Nickelback. Not many people are. Is the reason why you like Nickelback so much because you play the slot receiver and the guy who comes on the field to guard you is a Nickelback? I never, never thought, thought about, about that. Like that. No, I haven't. It could be a No, that's not, though. Okay. I just think they get a bad rap. And then that, you know, that people just started hating them because, like, other people hated them. And it's like it became, like, a trendy, cool thing to do. To hate Nickelback? It wasn't because yes. their music was, like, no. lame and no. corny and... No, not no, because of that. No, no. no. Not never made it as a wise man. Right, that's great. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. This is how you remind me of what I really am. It's great, beautiful music. See, all right. If if it wasn't it, it if it wasn't great, you wouldn't have remembered all those lyrics, Nate. That's true. It's K1 Williams' favorite band. Yes, yeah, because he's that's the Nickelback. Right. That's right. What did we learn about Sean Payton? During roster cut-down day, uh, Sean Payton is the new sheriff in town. But how much of a collaboration is this between Sean and George? It's a good question. What do you think? <sighs> it's hard to tell. I mean, obviously, Sean is the guy. But what kind of give and take do they have? It seems like you listen to him. 
It's perfect. It's, it's all, we're all good, right? I, and I think a lot of that has to do with George Payton realizing that, okay, we brought this guy in to save, bring this organization back to where it should be. Yeah. And so I need him. And he has, he's a new guy here with all the power. If he wants to keep me around, I'll stay around. And if he doesn't, I'll probably be gone, right? Do you think it's about like him wanting to keep his job or him understanding that this is a brilliant football mind with a ton of experience and I want to I want to learn from it, I want to work together like is it hard for George to fall into that vision? Is, no, is it I all about so. job security is what I'm saying. No, yeah, I think it's it's well He's probably learning from Sean, right? I don't know about learning from Sean. Um because George has been around a long time, right? I, I I think though, George to me, George Payton seems like he's the guy that's very open and receptive, listens to a lot of people, like a very nice guy, right? He's not going to stand in front of the room and this is how we're doing it, it's my way or the highway, um, collaborative. Yeah. And so I think I think George could work with pretty much any head coach and have a good working relationship with that coach. Now. Do you, the bottom line is he's got to do a better job. And now he's in the predicament where he's got to just rely on Sean. If Sean wants something done, he needs to do it. Marvin Mims, I would probably tell you that's a Sean Payton draft pick there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's certain things where, you know, maybe George Payton didn't want to make that move, didn't want to sign this guy, whatever the case may be, but he had to do it because that's what Sean wanted. And that's his avenue to being successful and keeping his job i mean do you view it any different no no i i look from the get-go george payton has been a collaborative guy he's talked about wanting everyone's opinion in the building right like he wants to hear from everyone he gathers information and he makes decisions based on all the information he's gathered the voices he's learned to trust the people whose opinions he respects he wants to know what they think about an issue um and, and do you, like, do you think Sean Payton go, does that things similar? Or do you think he values the opinions of all the scouts and everybody he's got in that building? Or ultimately it's like, you know, nope, don't don't talk to me. I'm, I'm watching film. Listen. Listen. Look, relative to what we're doing with other players, we're going to have them in. That's good. Look, we're going to – there's systems we're trying – so when you get – Look, it's kind of like when you. There's a lot That's of positive. really good. Yeah, yeah, right. Thanks. That's really good. Working on it. Yeah, no, you're, you're doing a good job. Um, I, I I think that Sean realizes that you know he he knows what he wants. He's done it for a long time. Takes a year off, right? So usually when you take a year off, you kind of sit back and say, what would I've done different? What do I need to improve on? These types of things. And he has a vision of how he wants this thing to look and feel, right? And so. He he grew up under Porcells. Yeah. Right? He was around that guy. Right. Right. Um, the guy that said, you know, um, the grocery line. What was the grocery line? I don't know. You don't know the like. Oh, yeah. Like, you're I, picking I, up the groceries, but I'm making the meals. Yeah, like yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's like I, 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 I have a vision of this thing. Right. And and I'm I'm in charge here. So I think, uh, you know, what's the best way to operate? Do you need it to be 50-50 between your general manager and head coach? I I think there's different ways to be successful, right? Right, right. Just as long as the guy that is calling the shots knows what he's doing. Yeah. Sometimes a head coach can think they know 
what it takes to you know bring in good players and what they, what it should look like on film, but they don't do a good job at that, and it becomes a disaster. Like your buddy, your best friend, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Whew. Right. I mean, like yeah. he he wanted all the power. Right. He wanted to do it all. Well, how'd that work out? It was a complete mess. Yeah. But you have other people that do a good job with it when they're in charge of of, of doing a little bit of both. So. We'll see. Hopefully Sean Payton and some of these picks and some of these free agent pickups working with a guy like Greg Penner can do a good job. If not, guess what? Greg Penner's gone. I mean, I said Greg Penner. George Payton's gone. George Payton's going to fire Greg Penner. Greg Penner's not man. gone. Clean out your office. Greg Penner's not gone. George Payton, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, if it, if it doesn't work out, there's too many G's, there's too many Paytons. There's too yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to there's keep There's three track Paytons in this, in this town. All right. There's only room for one. There's only room for one. But So he'll he'll be the guy that, that's the fall guy. Yeah. And that, that's gone. Like, if Ben Powers and McGlinchey don't work out and Mims doesn't work out. Then that's George. George's, George's got to go. George's right. head's going to roll. You that's know, the way I view it anyway. I yeah. mean, do you see it any different? I do, but I, okay. But well, tell me. Well, I, I just feel like they're arriving at these decisions together, and then I think they are a partnership now. Okay, and I think they are agreeing on these things before they do it. It's not just like George Payton getting steamrolled and just agreeing on something he doesn't agree with. Well, I think he's putting his opinions out there. What happens? What do you mean? What happens if they they don't agree? Well, well yeah. Well, then well, Sean probably gets the. He wins out. I think so. I would. I, would I think, think that was probably, probably right. part of the stipulation of him getting this job. Like, hey man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing all the, you know, deciding. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing all that stuff. That that, that deciding stuff, just decisions. That's gonna be relative to personnel, other players. That's gonna be me. It's gonna be me, Coach Payton. <laughs> you you won two Super Bowls, right? Two of them things. Two. Okay. You played for a lot of really really good coaches. Yeah. The dynamic probably was different on every team yes. between the coach and the in the front office. Right. Right? Yes. Which one was the best? Like which one seemed the smoothest, the most functional, the most like balanced? That's like that's a really uh a, a good question. Um why don't you think about that? And you can answer it next. Bam.